Hello, and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph, podcasting from one of the heartbeats of Chicago. Yes, I'm here at the old Lawson YMCA, located at 30 West Chicago Avenue. Yeah, I grew up here on the north side, and that is where I learned to swim, the Lawson YMCA. Yes, you know, they had segregated uh, swimming classes there at the Lawson at the time I attended as a kid back in the 50s and early 60s. Yes, it's a uh, 24-story art deco building and um, is currently being uh, transformed into an apartment uh, housing residentials uh, for low income renters that's good they're putting it to good usage you know and doing something good that will benefit a lot of people. They need more SRO housing here in the city. Now, that's where I learned to swim at. And then I went into the Marines, of course. And uh, you know, But I keep hearing the old thing about black people can't swim. Come on. You know, that's... And unfortunately, a lot of people have bought into that foolishness. But that's all crap. That's another uh, thorn about black people. Black people can't swim. Black people can't read. Black people can't pray. Black, Black people can't draw. Black people can't speak English. It's all black people can't do. <laughs> <laughs> really, I went into the Marine Corps. Young blacks couldn't serve. Hey, I served, and thousands of others served, and we've always. But all of that crap about blacks can't swim got me to thinking about uh, swimming. You know, now this past July was the world's hottest month ever recorded. And God knows it's been hot here in Chicago this summer. You know, back in the day, uh, it would be so hot that uh, we would uh, turn on the fire hydrogen in my neighborhood. Yes. Now, I lived in a neighborhood here on the north side that was uh, black and Italian. Predominantly, it was Italian, yeah, near north. And we would turn those hydrogen on and boy, the, the, the police would be coming out, turning them off, and we had no place to go. We, you know, you could go over to the beach, which was Oak Street Beach, um, and they were races over there. Uh, and uh, the why the they had certain uh, time that you could be there. It wasn't a regular time, I mean, you know. But we had nothing in the neighborhood other than those little sprinklers that eventually they added those back uh, in the, uh, it was up in the 60s when they finally put those little water sprinklers in the neighborhoods. And, 
you can walk through them on a hot, a hot day and cool off. <laughs> but mainly, we were uh, turning on wire, fire hydrogens doing it. And of course, the police would come out and shut them down, and we would go right back and turn them back on. I mean, that would have went, went on back and forth, you know. Yes. Now, that heat got me to thinking about America's segregated public swimming pools. Yes, I said it. America's segregated public swimming pools. Now, the first public swimming pool in America was built in 1887 in uh, Broadland, Massachusetts. Swimming pools were uh, great places to socialize. and uh, they provided a way to cool off from the summer heat before the invention of air conditioning. Now, air conditioning has not always been around. Now, in the South, segregation of public swimming pools was mandated through city laws. Oh yes, and other official exclusionary rules. Some places uh, would have a, a day for black people and a day for white people. But there was no getting together in those pools. Now in the northern states, like here in Chicago, de facto segregation occurred as a result of building public pools in white neighborhoods. You couldn't go as a black person to these neighborhoods and swim. Summer pools uh, were not built in black communities. I mean, political for political reasons they weren't. That's why uh, the, uh, the old mayor Daley finally put some sprinklers in the black neighborhoods for political reasons. Now here in Chicago, when blacks tried to access access the public pools, oh, we were oftentimes beat, dunked and punched in the water. It was dangerous, believe me. You had to be brave to go swimming uh, in a public pool because there were racist assumptions that blacks were dirtier than whites. And we know that was foolishness. That we were more likely to be infected by communicable diseases. Uh, another one of those lies that were spread. Uh, but the real reason was because of gender integration. Now hear that word. Gender integration was the real reason for the segregation of pools. White men did not want black men in particular to be able to have access to white women. Now that was all in their minds because believe me, brothers were not running around thinking about uh, chasing after white women. But they didn't want, in their minds, we ain't gonna have that, that type of intimate uh, intimacy at public spaces. Yeah, they're not going to be swimming together. That's not going to go down. We're not going to have it. 
You know, Emmett Till was killed uh, back in the 50s for, uh, in 1955 to be exact, uh, supposedly for whistling at a white woman. So you can imagine what would happen. Uh, as many cases went on here in America, so-called whistling cases and all that, but they just weren't going to have it as such an intimate public space in their minds they, this was going on. So in case after case, racial segregation occurred at the exact moment that gender integration occurred. Yes. They saw uh, the civil rights movement as being a part of gender integration because a lot of, of Jewish white women uh, joined the civil rights movement. Now note I said Jewish white women joined the civil rights movement. And there were others of uh, other white women who did join the civil rights movement. And this, to them, was all a part of that gender integration thing that they just did not want to happen here in America. The concern was black men would take advantage of a cool environment to brush up against white women, uh, to visually consume them as they were wearing uh, the little bikinis and things that were just coming out on the market, whereas women were being a lot more liberal showing more of their bodies, uh, tight-fitting, uh, revealing swimsuits. Oh, it was, you know, in their minds, this was, this was horrible. A, a black man seeing a white woman in a swimsuit? Oh, come on, I didn't even want you to see her in a magazine. <laughs> Less than in person. <laughs> and, and, this, and this played into a, uh, a psychology of needing to separate black men from white women at all costs. But the biggest fear was that, uh, not that not that black men were going to go after white women, it was that white women were going to uh, go along with the black man. They were going to go after the black man, and which many did and still do. Now, when swimming pools were desegregated in the late 60s, overall white attendance dropped at public facilities. Whites stopped using the municipal pools like the park district. Uh, they retreated to private pools. Uh, they were able to get um, loans to build private pools. They built private club pools. A lot of clubs opened up providing private pools. And then here's here's a little footnote uh, back to swimming again. It was July 27th, 1919. It was a hot day in Chicago. Not as hot as the one we had had just recently, but it was a hot day over a hundred and some years ago. And that afternoon, 17-year-old Eugene Williams was swimming at the 31st Street Public Beach on the south side of Chicago. 
when he drifted across an invisible color line extended into Lake Michigan. This is an this is a, a an invisible line. There's no rope or anything that says can't swim over there, but he drifted over there for whatever the reason was. White beach goers began throwing stones at him and hit him in the head and he ended up drowning. And boy, that sparked a, a week of violent unrest across the city. That's what the 1919 uh, riot was all about. And uh, that reverberated for decades to come. Yes. I'm struck by uh, the parallels of 1919 to today's Chicago. So many of the same problems sound familiar. Segregation, police brutality, underfunded schools, and housing insecurity. <laughs> you know that old saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We just can't seem to get away from the foolishness here uh, in America. We can't seem to get away from it. Like I said, I've lived a lifetime. My, my parents, my grandparents, uh, and my parents, my great great grandparents, went through the same thing that my great my, that my great grandmother and great father and my grandmother and my mother went through. We were still facing the same thing: segregation, police brutality, underfunded schools, and housing insecurity. It's still on the table to this day. It's 2023. Yes. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I'm going to give out a few uh, uh, locations that you can go and take swimming lessons if you desire to. Even after the summer is over, a lot of these places have winter swimming. And they give out winter classes, especially the YMCAs. And that's what I'm going to give you. Uh, YMCAs and and some park district. There are facilities in which you can go to and learn to swim if you do not know how to. And if you do know how, you can go and just enjoy swimming in the wintertime. Uh, and here's a listing of a few YMCAs that are offering uh, classes to uh, adults and children. Lakeview, here on the north side. Irving Park, uh, McCormick YMCA. McGraw YMCA, West Cook YMCA, uh, Southside YMCA, Crown Family uh, YMCA, Ronner Family, Jim and, and Pooh. You know, Ronner was once the governor here in Illinois. Uh, and in Evanston, uh, they offer swimming at the, uh, the Mist swim team. It's a swim club up there in Evanston. Evanston have some wonderful programs. Uh, uh, North Lundale Youth Organization. Then you got Garfield, YMCA, Garfield Park, uh, Lafayette Park. 
these are places on the west side of Chicago that offer uh, indoor swimming. Uh, Austin. Then there's a uh, Kelly YMCA. Kelly YMCA is interesting because Kelly YMCA uh, dates back to uh, 1844. That's how long they've been around providing uh, recreational programs and services for all ages. Yes. So, if you have enjoyed the show, go to the support button and share the podcast with a friend. And you can subscribe or even make a donation to the podcast. Until next time, enjoy a swim before the summer is over. Take care.